The following audio is from Grace City Church in San Diego, California. More information about Grace City Church is available at gracecitysd.com. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. The fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom, and humility comes before honor. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask for the humility to seek your wisdom in your word. God, I pray that we would put away any belief that we ourselves can muster up enough wisdom or humility, but God, I pray that we would seek you and ask you for those things and that you will give them richly to us. Um, And I just pray that you would speak to us clearly through your word this morning. And we do ask for wisdom that you would help us have discernment and understanding of the things of your word. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, good morning, church family. I hope you're doing well. And there's a lot of exciting things going on in our church right now. I hope you're keeping up to date on that. And I hope you've joined us in the 21 days of prayer as we've been praying over our church and the Strategic Alliance. Um, So today we're going to continue in our series, Wisdom from Proverbs. And our text for this morning is Proverbs 15, 31 through 33. And our message is entitled, A Teachable Life. Now, as I look over my life, I see different parts of my life where I was more teachable than others. And so my question for you right now is this, how teachable are you? I was listening to a talk in 2010 given by Malcolm Gladwell. He's a writer and speaker, and and he talked about a study that was done in the 1960s called Overconfidence in Case Study Judgments. It was done by Stuart Oskamp, and it was about a patient he had named Joseph Kidd. And so what Oskamp did is he gathered different psychologists together, and he gave them bits and pieces about the case for Kidd. And he asked them to come up with a diagnosis. And as they started to gather more and more of the information, Oskamp studied two things. He studied first their accuracy, and secondly, their confidence. And what he found was in the four stages, as he gave them more and more information about the case study for kid, was that their accuracy stayed the same, but their confidence in their accuracy grew. And so based on this study, Oskamp shared this. Thus, though this result may not hold for every psychologist and every type of decision, It can clearly be concluded that a psychologist's increasing feelings of confidence as he works through a case are not a sure sign of increasing accuracy for his conclusions. So-called clinical validation based on the personal feelings of confidence of the clinician is not adequate evidence for the validity of clinical judgment in diagnosis or predicting human behavior. Now, why is a study like this so important for us today? Well, what it does is it shows our natural tendencies as people to trust in ourselves and the danger we can fall into of thinking we know more than we really do. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. You see, we all have blind spots. And if we're not careful, it can be extremely harmful and destructive in our lives and also in the lives of others. 
Now, this summer, our church has been studying the book of Proverbs and how wisdom has a profound impact on us. And from our text, we learn that being teachable is vital for growing in wisdom. And so my question again is this, how teachable are you? Our text today is Proverbs 15, 31 through 33. And let's ask, what does a teachable life look like from this text? Well, as we read through it and as we study today, we see three aspects of what it looks like. And so here's what they are. A teachable life is about surrounding, seeking, and surrendering. Surrounding, seeking, and surrendering. And so our first one is surrounding. Look at verse 31. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Now, what do we see in this text? Well, there are two parts. The first is in that first half of the text of verse 31. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof. Now, what this is, is an ability to listen to things that you probably don't want to hear. Maybe it's about yourself. Maybe it's about life. Maybe it's about someone you're close to. An insight that you've never thought about before. And the essence of wisdom is this, being open to new perspectives, insights, correction, and criticism. But what we see from verse 31 is this, that the heart behind this advice, this reproof, it says it's life-giving. It's life-giving. See, its intention is to benefit the hearer. Now, I want to give an aside real quickly as we talk about this, because I think this is important. I've heard it said before, I don't want to tell that person this hard thing that I need to tell them, but I don't really want to tell them because it'll just hurt them too much. Or I've heard this, well, I just love them too much, so I don't want to tell them the truth. But in reality, the only person that you're being loving towards is yourself. You see, the reason that we don't say hard things and, and give correction or give life-giving reproof to another person is because many times we're too scared and we're too self-absorbed. We don't want to put ourselves out there because we say to ourselves, well, well, what if they don't receive it? And what if they're not our friend anymore? But what we see in scripture is this, that a true friend tells the truth. Proverbs 27, five through six, we looked at this before, but it says this, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. You see, this life-giving reproof is meant for good. And it's coming from someone that cares. And for the listener, it all starts with the listening part. You see, I, I was having this conversation with my son not too long ago where I was trying to give him some advice on some things and give him some correction and, and he really didn't want to hear it. And he had all of these arguments and all of these reasons why I was wrong and he was right. And I told him, I said, Kai, God made you a certain way. He made all of us this way, that you have two ears and one mouth. And so you should probably do more listening than you are talking. 
because God designed it that way. And he thought about it for a minute. He says, I guess you're right. I guess maybe I should do some more listening than I am talking. And he started to listen to some of the things I had to say. See, what happens when we listen? We start to surround ourselves with wise people. It says that that's the byproduct. When you listen to life-giving reproof, when you're able to receive some of that correction and that growth, what happens is it says you will dwell among the wise. You'll dwell among people that are wiser than you. See, when we don't do this, we think that we're the smartest person in the room. We think that we're the wisest person. And so we're actually not going to surround ourselves with people that can give us real adequate wisdom because we think we're smart enough already. You see, it says that they will dwell among the wise. Daniel and Jonathan Aiken in their commentary on Proverbs say this. They say, we are not naturally wise or good at heart, but we think we are. And we head off toward destruction. Therefore, whether or not we can listen to and submit to wise counsel is a life or death matter. So if you want to be a fool and wreck your life, it starts with not listening. Proverbs 15, 22 says, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. I mean, do you enjoy gathering people around you who are wiser than you are? And in asking them questions and listening to what they have to say. See, this is the beginning of a teachable life, according to Proverbs 15. And so it starts with surrounding. Next, it's seeking. It says this, Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Now, this in particular is about seeking and receiving feedback. Look at verse four, uh, 32. It says, whoever ignores instruction. Now the word for instruction, uh, instruction can also mean discipline. And so do you intentionally seek out those who know more than you do about a subject and, and learn from them? Or, or do you always have an opinion about something even though you know very little about the subject at all? See, it says the one who ignores instruction despises himself. Why is it that many times we do not seek and ask for feedback? We don't seek out wisdom. We don't intentionally learn from others. Why do we do that? Well, at the end of the day, what it is, it's pride. It's our ego. It's the thing inside of us that says, well, I don't want to look stupid. Or I don't want to be found out. Or I'm too scared to hear the truth. Or I'm just, I just want to be right. Or you think to yourself, well, I'm just above this and I'm above that person and so I don't need to hear what they have to say. See, there's this thing that I used to do with our leaders uh, back when I was a youth pastor. I used to gather them together and I would put a box in the front of the room. And on the box, it said, Frank is our friend. Frank is our friend. And what I was trying to communicate by saying that is this, that there's the, the term that Frank, you know, being honest. Frank is, is actually our friend. 
to know the truth, right? To know the truth about myself, to know the truth about uh, whatever it is. Like that is good. It's a good thing. It's my friend. But many times we think that frankness and honesty and truth is, is actually our enemy. But that's a foolish life. Tremper Longman says, only the wise are willing to admit mistakes, change behavior, and improve their lives. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Remember that. Remember it. You see, there's always that temptation for us to think that we are wise in our own eyes and that we know more than we really do. And so let me ask again, do you seek out wisdom? Do you seek out knowledge and learning more? Because what it says is that you will gain intelligence. See, a sign to me of somebody who is teachable is, is this. This is a small thing. But someone just who simply, as they're listening to somebody or they come with really good questions, they're leaning in, they're making eye contact, and they're taking notes. See, this, this is the heart of a teachable person. It's somebody who wants to gain intelligence and knowledge and wisdom. And so lastly, surrendering. Look at verse 33. The fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom and humility comes before honor. You see, this is my last point today, but I, but I wanna make sure that you understand that this is actually first. This is actually first. Because remember, this is the reminder that keeps coming back throughout the book of Proverbs. It's the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 3, 7 says this, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. You see, the fear of the Lord is the ultimate posture of teachability. Do you know why? Well, because God starts by telling you and me the truth that we don't want to hear. Here's what it is, is that we are more sinful than we ever thought. We're rebellious. We have turned our backs on the living God. See, it's this idea that we have placed ourselves above God and we've pursued our own lives. R.C. Sproul once said this. He says, it is God who corrects us. We don't correct him. We do not stand over God, but under him. And do you see that the fear of the Lord is coming to God under him and saying, God, I need you and I need your correction in my life. And here's the beautiful gospel truth today. It's this, that despite our sin, despite our rebellion, despite us turning our backs on the living God, God has loved us so much that he gave us a life-giving reproof, a life-giving one. And his life-giving reproof is this, that his only son came for you and me. See, who lived the perfectly wise life and died for our foolishness? The son of God, Jesus Christ. Do you believe that today? I mean, do you see like that huge gap that you and I have? in our lives where we say, you know, this is what I should be, but I'm not there. 
And that as much as we try to fill the gap with books and talks and sermons and all of those things, that nothing can fill that gap except for God. See, God, in his infinite wisdom, gave us Jesus. Do you believe that today? See, because it's surrendering to him with a teachable heart where wisdom begins. Bruce Waltke said, paradoxically, the one who grants himself no glory before the glorious God in the end is crowned with glory and wealth. How is it that we find what we could have never achieved? It's when we humble ourselves before the God of the universe. Because lastly, it says that humility comes before honor. Where's the greatest honor that you and I could have? It's not in this world. It's not anything someone could say about us. It's in what God could say to us. That we're his beloved children. See, it was the wisdom of God that filled the gap for you and me. And so today, just some takeaways. What can we learn from this? Well, the first one is this. Listen well. Listen well. Church, listen well. See, are you known as a good listener? I think as Christians, we should be known as really good listeners. See, do people feel comfortable sharing with you, sharing their heart with you, sharing their experiences with you, sharing what they've been through? Or do they get somebody who's just dismissive and and says, you know what, I already knew that. Do they find people that just want to give more answers before we listen? See, do people come to you when they have a real problem in their life? I think that's a sign of whether or not we actually listen well. Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, the first service one owes to others in the fellowship consists in listening to them. Just as love of God begins in listening to his word, so the beginning of love for the brethren is listening to or learning to listen to them. It is God's love for us that he not only gives us his word, but lends us his ear. So it is his work that we do for our brother when we learn to listen to him. Listen well. Second, seek wise counsel. Let me ask, do you have a mentor so somebody who's wiser than you are that, that will speak into your life? Do you have those outside of your age, demographic, life stage speaking into your life? Do you have people in your life that disagree with you? I think that's really important because many times what we do is we, we want to distance ourselves from people that we disagree with. But maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's something that we can learn. Do we have a teachable spirit? C.S. Lewis, in his book series, The Chronicles of Narnia, he wrote The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And there's this quote, it says, one of the most cowardly things ordinary people do is to shut their eyes to facts. Let's just be honest. Many times in our hearts and our lives, we want to shut ourselves off to the facts. But would we be teachable enough to listen 
and to seek wise counsel. Recently, there was an everyday gospel that uh, Brooke and Carly and Janie led recently called Pursuing Spiritual Mentorship. I encourage you to listen to that. You can find it on our uh, Facebook page, but very helpful. And I need to talk to the men for a minute. Brothers, we have some things we can learn from our sisters in this area of growing and seeking wise counsel. Because many times, let's be honest, we think, I got it, or I know it, or I don't want to be found out that I don't know this thing. But we can learn from our sisters in this area, and I encourage you to go listen to that talk. Lastly, learn to be reasonable. Learn to be reasonable. I think this is a, this is a really important thing here. Um, this is a quote from Timothy Keller that I think fleshes this out as we wrap up here. We show ourselves to be people of reason only when we listen to advice and when we constantly test ourselves of prejudice. Test ourselves of prejudice. Ancient people were steeped in prejudice, stereotypes about other classes and cultures, while modern people think themselves as very open-minded. But no one is objective. No one becomes wise unless they allow these beliefs to be examined, challenged supremely by God's word, but also by teachers, colleagues, family members, and friends. If you always know best, you are stupid. Okay, and so again, it's very blunt at the end there. I get that. But it's, to, it's for a reason. It's learning to be reasonable. And a part of it is understanding this. I don't have it all together. I don't know it all. I feel that way all the time where I'm like, man, I don't know this. But by God's grace, there are some wise people that are in my life that can help correct some of those things. And so do you have those people in your life? Are you learning to be reasonable? And are you seeking that out? As we end today, here's the gospel truth. The all-wise God of the universe laid down his life and was looked upon as a fool. I want you to think about that for a minute. That the all-wise God of the universe in humility came, emptied himself, and was nailed to a cross. And as the world looked at him, they thought, how foolish is he? What a fool, dying on the cross. But what we didn't understand in our foolishness that is that it was the greatest victory the world has ever seen. It was the thing that you and I needed more than anything in our lives. The thing that we called foolish was wise. Because in that moment, Jesus was dying for our sins, taking upon himself the punishment that we deserved. And so today, do you hear him calling out to you? Does that, does that truth speak to your heart today? Do you hear his voice calling out to you, yelling this out, screaming this out, shouting this out? Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. God's here, arms wide open, saying, will you learn from me? Will you learn my ways? Because I will surround you with people that will teach you my ways. 
I'll, I'll get you into places where you're going to see some of the darkest things about yourself and it's going to be scary, but I've already taken care of it. I've already died for it on the cross. You don't have to be scared of it anymore. You don't have to be scared of feedback and the areas, the gaps that are in your life because Jesus has covered it. And what he's done on the cross is sufficient for you and it's sufficient for me. And so will you respond to him today? Let's pray. Jesus, I pray that we will have a teachable spirit about us, just a teachable heart. We will be people that um, come to you and, and know first off that there's a lot of correcting that needs to happen in our hearts that, that God, you've known about and you see, yet you still loved us. And I pray, Lord, that we will surrender ourselves to you first. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that out of that fear of you, knowing that we are not above you, but we are under you, God, that you will surround us with people in different phases of life that's the beauty of your church. We are all different stages, different uh, places in life, Lord. I pray that you will surround the person that's praying this right now, asking for a mentor, asking for somebody to come into their life that's wiser than them. I pray that you will surround them with that person and they, they will come and they will know that it's going to take being corrected. It's going to take moments where it's really hard and difficult to understand certain things and, and hear different truths. But, but Lord, that it's your ways and it's pointing them to you. Please build our church, Lord. Build your church here with people that are teachable and humble and are willing to share what they've learned over the years. We need that, God. We need this multi-generational church, all different generations coming together for the glory of God. We need this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this resource from Grace City Church. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it and enjoy more resources at gracecitysd.com. Grace City Church exists to equip people with the gospel for everyday life.